and welcome to another episode of Love is Everywhere, the podcast, uh, the show where I give comedians assignments of things that are supposed to make you happier, and then uh, we talk about it and we find out how it went. Uh, today's guest is Tamara Appleton. I'm so excited, so excited to have her on. We've been trying to get her on for a little while. It finally came together. I'm thrilled, beyond thrilled. Uh, she is a delight, an absolute joy. Uh, her assignment for this week had to do with anxiety, uh, feeling overwhelmed, um, mindfulness, uh, getting back to center. Um, I This is an assignment that uh, I use myself quite often as a way of like calming myself down or grounding myself again. Um, so uh, I'm excited to have shared it with another person and for you to get to hear about their perspective on it. We also just had like a lovely conversation about just like being good to yourself. Um, this was just like a really lovely hour spent with a really lovely human. Um, if you want to go and support Tamara in general, uh, if you want to go see her do shows and stuff like that, she posts about it on her social media, so you can check her out there. If you want to follow her on Twitter, it's at Tamara Narasauce, uh, which is a fabulous handle, can I just say? Um, and then very slightly different, if you want to go and follow her on Instagram, you can follow her at Marinara Sauce. Um, two tomato sauce-based handles, uh, which I find just delightful. If you want to support this podcast in general, you can like it, you can subscribe to it, you can rate it, you can leave us a nice review, um, you can, uh, I don't have any creative examples of other things that you can do today, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I peeked at build a statue in mine and Matt's honor and that I'll never come up with one that was as good as that, um, so why even bother? Um, so yeah, go do those things, the the regular things, the liking and subscribing and stuff like that. That means a lot to us. Um, so yeah, in the meantime, just in, sit back, enjoy. Uh, please enjoy this conversation with Tamara Appleton. Tamara Appleton. That's me. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. I'm excited. I'm delighted to talk to you oh, today. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's it gonna be a good, good. one. We I'm start good. with an honest how are you? So how are you for real? I am uh I'm very tired. I'm mm -hmm. very tired. This weekend was a was a doozy. I worked uh I worked a lot. I worked a lot this weekend. I did a a double on Thursday and then I worked fourteen hours on Friday. Oh great. And then last night I closed uh the restaurant, so I was there until two AM. So I woke up today at 12 and I felt like I had never slept ever in my life. Yep. And I was like, wow, this is it. This is the end. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, I'm feeling hopeful, weirdly, in the midst of this like tired, zombie-like self of mine. I'm feeling like I'm excited for this week because I have today off and then I have Monday, Tuesday off. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this is it. This is, I'm excited. I'm, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm, I'm also very grateful to have two jobs because I have. Yeah. I have two jobs. Me as well. Yeah. What do you What do you do? Um, I'm a barista, and I also work at a restaurant. Oh my gosh! I wow. How do you do it? Um, I don't know. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> weird. And they're two different. So tired different things. all the time. Yeah. yeah. How do you know how to make latte art? You bet I do. Oh yeah. What's your favorite thing to do with tulip? I do hearts. I do so many hearts. Yes. Which is the easiest one? It's People not like eat super it impressive. Up. People eat it up. Yeah. White, especially. No offense to me, white people, we love it. We <laughs> white people love, love latte art. Can't get enough of taking pictures of those latte arts. Can't get enough, honestly. I uh, used to work at a cafe, and that was like, 
if you couldn't do latte art, you couldn't barista. Yeah. It's insane. It's elite. It's a little, like, it's... It's a whole thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's nuts. But I think we're pretty much in the same place today. I am also tired. Yeah. Also woke up really late. Felt <laughs> like I had never slept in my life. Yeah. Um, but I'm also feeling like uh, emotionally good. Yeah. Like physically, I feel totally exhausted and completely yeah. burnt out. Yeah. And then, um, like inside, I feel like really excellent. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny how sometimes just gaining the balance of those two can be the biggest challenge of all. Yeah. All I want is to be happy and loving everything, mm -hmm. and, but also my bo I don't want my body to feel like it has a thousand knives in it. Right. You know? I feel like um, from doing this Honest How Are You on this podcast every week, it's mm -hmm. started to establish some patterns for me. Okay. And I'm noticing that it is a pretty regular thing that physically I feel like garbage and emotionally <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> so <laughs> I think hey. I need to start taking more naps or yeah. something and I, I yeah rest i think that yeah. should be like a big focus for me it's huge and it's something that we don't really allow ourselves to do because no, we feel not at all. i think well for me personally i don't i feel very not productive mm -hmm. but in taking care of myself it allows me to be more productive and it is 100 full circle it, it is actually productive it's actually better oh. for whatever it is that you're trying to get done yeah to actually take some time and rest i think it's hard too, like for People like us who are in like a creative and self-driven yeah. field um, that like with no we don't have outside forces telling us like here's a deadline and yeah. here's when you need to have these things done and here's how much output you need to be doing. It's all up to us. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's hard to like trust your own judgment and be like, is it OK if I don't do anything today? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly. Um, and you feel all like panicked and guilty anytime yeah. you try to take time for yourself. Yeah. And it's hard, too, because. Uh, I think my go-to is to compare myself to others. Yeah, compare myself to others' progress, especially in a, in this creative field. You're right; like it's it's because you're just looking for a, like a gauge. Yeah, you know, like you just. I think that's like even outside of creative fields, we're all just being like, how are we, how am yeah. I doing? What is what is am I yeah. doing okay? What am is I doing this? enough? Yeah, exactly. And then we have to look to others to compare ourselves, whether it's like professionally, like for us, yeah. or uh, you know, like I don't know. Oh, like all my friends have kids. Am I supposed to be having kids yeah. right now? <laughs> like yeah, all my like friends. <laughs> all my friends live alone in their own place. Am yeah, I supposed, you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. It's it's definitely. I think that's driven me to some really serious burnout. Is mm -hmm. like the comparison of others because it, it's it's just so easy. It's so there, and it allows me to be in a negative space, mm -hmm. which is so much easier than than challenging myself to to do my own thing yeah. and be kind of. Not alone, but like isolated in like this is my own path. This is mm -hmm. my own journey. I'm gonna be fine. Like exactly, just and trusting it. Only comparing yourself to yourself. Yeah, but it's hard. It's very hard. It's really hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I def yeah, I definitely have seen like in the past. It's it's driven me to some pretty weird depression breaks, mm -hmm. especially from comedy. Especially from like I paint as well, and that's that's hard too. Because especially with visual art you don't have really a gauge of how you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have the you have galleries. You have and you're like, how am I gonna get to a gallery? I I keep painting women who cry. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like how is that how is there space for that? And then mm. there's just and there's specifically with visual art, Instagram is huge. Yeah. And and seeing people on you know, it's the that world specifically is changing mm -hmm. and seeing where you are and gauging it is just I'm just desperate to be like, what am I doing the right thing even a little bit? Because 
I can't be at the AGO tomorrow. Like, you know, be, be a part of it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it is. Uh, I think I've realized that I'm very hard on myself around the creative stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's definitely held me back in uh, in ways that in 20 years I'm going to be like, oh, that kid, you know? I know, right? Yeah. It is It is helpful, though, to like put it that way to yourself like you just did. Mm-hmm. Of being like, me in 20 years. Yeah would tell me now to like just relax a bit yeah. and like yeah, enjoy exactly. what you're doing and Chill who out. you are right now. Yes, yeah. Enjoy um, every moment, right? <laughs> this is going to be so uh, uh anyway. Um <laughs> <laughs> So, I recently watched Game of Thrones. Okay. I'm late to the game. All right. But uh I was having some, you know, seasonal depression mm-hmm. and I was like I need an hour long violent drama yeah. um, yes. to watch in bed at all hours of the night. So uh, I finished Game of Thrones <laughs> and there was something that that Bran Stark said to, I think, Jon Snow, like towards the end, it's not a spoiler if you are also way, <laughs> way years behind on pop culture, but he just, uh, like, Jon Snow was like uh, lamenting about mistakes or something like that. And Bran just said something to him like, like, you were always exactly where you were supposed to be. Oh. And uh, I've been repeating that to myself over and yeah. over again. So thank you, Brand Stark. Yeah. For that wow. Life changing piece of advice. But yeah, you were always exactly where you were supposed to be. That's huge, Brand. Right? Thank God for Brand. Right? Honestly, no wonder that that series went on for so yeah. long. Things, of... things worked out for him. Yeah. What I think. I'm not too sure. I go- I. I googled spoilers in the minute the last <laughs> season came out, but no, that is that is very true. Mm-hmm. Like you are exactly where you need to be, and and allow like allow yourself to enjoy the process. Yeah, Jon Snow did not enjoy the process. Can I just no? He far, did not. He did not have. I don't think he had a very good time at all. No, and he, he did not he seem deserved, to enjoy one minute. Of he anything. deserves a good time. I think he's fine now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Probably <laughs> same with Bran, right? Yeah. I'm not. I can't remember how it ends, but. <laughs> Everybody's fine. Everybody lived a happy life. Everybody yeah. got married. Mm-hmm. Everybody had safe orgies. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the end. Of, that's, that's what I took away from Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think that's all you needed to that, take away. That's it. That's yeah. it. Just uh, safe orgies, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. So you were always exactly where you were supposed to be. That's huge. Which means that you are exactly where you're supposed to be right now. Yeah. Which is very comforting. Because yeah. with that, like, comparing to others and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you feel like you are never where you're supposed to be, that you are always supposed to be somewhere different, somewhere farther ahead. Yeah. Um, and it's just not the case. You're just, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Exactly. Ooh, that's huge. That literally just, my tummy is tingling I know, it feels that. like somebody, like, like hugged my heart yes, when he said that. Yes, <laughs> That's huge. That's so huge. And that just alleviates so much, like, unneeded... Like pressure, yeah. and stress. That's that's great. Am I gonna am I gonna walk away today and get that tattoo? Um, maybe. I think I'm literally <laughs> planning it in my head. Tramp stamp. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yes. You gotta have it like in cursive font and oh. then with a like a portrait of Bran Stark. Yes. <laughs> His hair is made of butterflies. Yes, perfect. Oof, this perfect. is incredible. This is art. I'm just I, saying. <laughs> tune in to Tamara's Instagram <laughs> later. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. I have nothing to lose. <laughs> Shall we get into your assignment? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So the assignment that I gave you for this week was around mindfulness yeah. and uh, anxiety, overwhelm, that kind of thing. So I told you that anytime this week that you were feeling 
um, overwhelmed in any sense or um, uh, any kind of like big emotional uh, unpleasantness mm -hmm. that you were supposed to just tell yourself what you were physically doing. Mm -hmm. So I think the examples I gave you were like, I am just sitting on the couch yeah. or like I am just making dinner yeah, um, and just tell yourself I am just whatever it is that you're yeah. physically doing. Yeah. How did that go? It went really well. It went well. I, I really, I find when I get really deep into that emotional kind of chaos, it's really hard for me to touch back down on the ground. It's yeah. really hard for me to come back down and, and be real and be present and uh, find any, any kind of positiveness, especially like, Especially working in restaurants where stress is all around you. It's 90% of the job. It's, it's just chaos. It's just chaos. And it's not good, fun chaos. No. It's a night. It's nightmare chaos. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, it, it was uh, it was definitely a challenge because my go to is like. If a like a, if a customer is mean to me, my go to is like shut off and like be grumpy and stay in that space. Mm -hmm. But uh, I found a few times when things weren't going my way, I would just say, I'm breathing. Yeah. I am taking a second. I am sitting down. I'm giving myself space to feel. Um, and it was, it, was pretty, it was pretty big. It was pretty big. Because I could literally yeah. feel myself just be like, kind of sink back down into my own body. Yeah, and just l let go. And then yeah. you're, you're back where you physically yeah. are. Because, I mean, I can run my entire life on anger fumes. For sure. I could definitely do that, but it's definitely not good in any sense. No. It might be fun and sassy, uh, <laughs> but it's not It's not healthy in any way. So I definitely, uh, it was cool to kind of also, it allowed me to identify what was like what triggers me and what kind of uh, brings me to that kind of uncomfortable uh, space mm -hmm. and how to kind of be a little bit more present and and. I think for me, my own anxiety is so, ex like, it's just extremes. It's just, it nothing makes sense. It could be, I could hear my room, like, my roommate moving in the middle of the night, and I'll sit up and be like, it's a murderer. Yeah. And I'm, I know it's, it, like, I know it's my roommate, you know? Mm -hmm. Or I could hear, like, my, my neighbors talking, and I'll be like, they're talking about me, or they're planning the world, the end of the world, you know what I mean? Just yeah. the most extreme like insane things well very rarely is our anxiety rooted in any kind of reality absolutely not all. it's just no way you know that no. would be way too that would be way too nice for your brain if it was if your brain was just like oh just like heads up this is a real thing no yeah. my brain's like hey uh a, uh a vampire's gonna come for you and uh gonna make you really old all of a sudden <laughs> and also now you're a magician and it's like anxiety <laughs> what <laughs> what did you do to me you know i love that meme that's like uh anxiety is just conspiracy theories about yourself oh i have never heard of that that is huge right that is so true right and none of it makes sense no oh my god that's huge it's all just totally illogical that's why like it feels so good to like I, I have my my dear friend Joss. If you are listening right now, I love you dearly. Shout out to Joss. Shout out to Joss. She's the best. Um, she is like uh my friend who I can tell all of the weird nonsense things to. Mm -hmm. Like we are just so open with each other, and I can say all of my like irrational fears and anxieties out loud. Yeah. Um, and it's so often like once you hear them out of your mouth, you're like, oh, that does not make any sense yeah. at all. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah complete nonsense that yeah. thing that i'm afraid of 
um, but you don't realize it when it's going on in your head. No. It still feels true. Yeah, and you're trapped a little bit in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely so special to have somebody that you can go to and be like, okay, this happened. Am I crazy? Yep. And then most of the times they're like, yes. I highly recommend everyone find a Joss. Hey, find a Joss. <laughs> Honestly, we all need it. I, I had moments this weekend when I was working and I got I let myself get really tired. You know, you do a double. You, yep. you feel you go through the motions. And I got really, really tired and really sensitive and really kind of raw. Mm-hmm. And I had a moment where I had to be like, OK, what are these feelings? Are they real? Because I feel insane. <laughs> and then I went to a coworker and I was like, hey, am I tired or am I valid in feeling like this? And she was like, you are exhausted. Yeah. Your eyes have been closed for the last three hours. <laughs> you need to go home and sleep. And then I did. And it was great. And I slept for 12 hours. Good. And it was beautiful. You needed it. I, I need it. I need an I anchor. An anchor. I, yeah. I love and I appreciate an anchor. And slowly... um. But surely, my I'm becoming my own anchor, rather than Beautiful. relying on other people to kind of to help you get back down to that grounded place. Which I love, and it took me a long time to even open up to to people enough to be like, I need just a little bit of a uh, reality check, or I need a, a reminder that this is uh, not the end, and uh, to be grateful for the things that I have. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to even open up like that to people that's a that's a hard thing on its own yeah well and i i moved here from alberta Mm -hmm. and my go-to in my brain was like i'm gonna do this alone this is it baby this is the big city i'm carrie this is sex in the city (laughs) uh it's not like that at all at all and uh i definitely even carrie wasn't doing it alone she also was not she's not great we can talk about that on the (laughs) next podcast uh I think this is like the third or fourth time that Sex in the City has come up on this podcast somehow. It ha- it, it has to. It's the curse. It's the curse of Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> it come up so often. I, you know what? I can't tell you, but I love it. <laughs> I support it. And I feel like I kind of relate a little bit. Yep. But I definitely like, it's tricky. It's tricky to open yourself up to people. But I have, I've had these people since I moved here be always be there for me, even when I was like deep, deep depression. Uh, and ice them out mm-hmm. and didn't reach out when I when I really honestly could have should have uh, will in the future reach out to these people and and man they just uh, hearts full of love and just the ability to give me space and I kind of this year have realized that I have so many amazing people amazing anchors I'll call them uh, that I just have not been aware enough I just have not been outside of that like that depression that anxiety bubble that I have haven't even like cherished these amazing people Mm -hmm. you know these people who support me no matter what make make me cry because it's just like you like no expectation friendships are huge and they don't come around like a lot no they don't and uh, like you realize when you get into uh, like adulthood Mm -hmm. how precious friendship really is oh yeah um and I feel like the people that you keep around once you're older are like more meaningful friendships. Like I feel like uh, when you're a kid, most of your friendships are not to say that your friendships in childhood aren't special, but most of them are based on like proximity. Absolutely. Like this is my best friend because he <laughs> lives next door. This is my this is my best friend because we go to the same school. Yeah, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um, that kind of thing. And you uh, you hang out with people who are just like in your physical space yeah, and absolutely. you only know like 12 people and you pick your favorite <laughs> one and then you just hang out with them the most. Uh, <laughs> that whereas, is, yeah. Whereas yeah. now at this point in life, like you've met so many people mm-hmm. um, and you just kind of have acquired this like select group of people that are really precious to you that you carry with you. Yeah. Um, and uh, like that's not to say sometimes you're still you've still got somebody who mm. is a proximity friend like a yeah. childhood friend, and that's when you know it's really special is if like you've been able to hang on to that person yeah absolutely um, for years and years. I find that I and this goes back to comparing yourself. When I moved here, I was like, I want to have my friends like from the sitcom Friends. Mm-hmm. I want to have like five people that we can just hang out and like eat chips and like be shitty. And you know what I mean? That yeah. that was my goal. That's what I wanted. My mom calls it a tribe. She mm-hmm. goes, do you have your tribe yet? And it's like, no, but I have about four or five people that I absolutely love and adore in different circles. Yeah. And each person gives me something completely unique and something so valuable to my life. And it's so it that, and that's the thing too, is like kind of breaking down that expectation of like, I should have seven friends and we all get along and we all like each other. In reality, I have four that I absolutely would be dead without, you know, or family members even that I'm just like, I have really good bonds that I'm really kind of just trying to focus energy into. And I think it's okay if it looks a little bit different, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. It it looks, it looks definitely strange. Like the areas of my life that they come from, you know, I have like a best, one of my best friends is he's a 42 year old server and like we get along and we have so much fun and it's a blast. Mm-hmm. And then I have other people who are comedians that I really love. And then I have my Albertan folk, you know, who are just down to earth and incredible. And I don't know. I'm just grateful, I'm just, you know, to have these people who I have these really amazing bonds with that. I'm, I think I'm OK without my Ross and Chandler. You yeah. know, I think I would be fine without the, those wieners you know ross and monica had a weird relationship anyway uh they for sure kissed right they did they explicitly did oh my god they like that was an episode Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) i gotta go uh i have to leave this was amazing i've been here five minutes where it's revealed that monica's first kiss was ross oh no who like passionately kissed her while she was drunk and sort of passed out thinking it was Rachel, which is problematic in so many ways. That is terrible. I know. Like, first of all, like, he made out with his sister. Yikes. By accident. Yikes. Also thought he was just making out with a different passed out hot chick, which is also not better. My God. How did that show survive? Also, in like the first season, there's so many scenes where like Monica's just sitting in Ross's lap while they're like hanging out all the time. Yeah, that's a weird one. That's a very strange one. I don't do that even with my partners. No, it's weird. Because that's weird that's a weird imagine walking in on your best friend and their partner and they're sitting on each other's lap you know what i mean that's insane that's insanity i would see okay maybe less weird if i was walking in wait matt matt what is this (laughs) matt Matt is passing me a note ross is a monster he owns a little monkey oh my god (laughs) that is a sign that is a sign i we should have known you're right we should have known he is a monster (laughs) ross is the worst character on friends People Hot take from people love think, is everywhere. Yeah, people think it's Monica. I think it's Ross. It's Ross. No, he's the worst. He owned a monkey, and that's like some like circus 
uh, curator, like, nightmare vampire yep. monster garbage. Exactly. Ross should be on American Horror Story. Am I wrong? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm just saying. That is a world. That is a show I would watch for sure. That's a show I would make tomorrow at 8 a.m. You're both invited. I can't wait. I It's going to be me dressed like Ross. And that's it, baby. With I a monkey. I still want to see that. You with that weird haircut. Oh. <laughs> I had that haircut when I first moved to Toronto. No, Super you did short. Not. Yeah, I had a short. I went in. I went in. Not like that, though. Not like buzz but i went judge judy on it i do sure. remember your short hair do you remember oh I do you remember your do you remember hair? when i hid away for months at a time when it was growing out no because that is a thing <laughs> i did for sure it was it turned into a mullet and it looked you like don't a cabbage for realize some reason. how quickly short hair turns into a mullet days within yep. days yep I'm i like, have that experience all the time most yeah. of my haircuts are just can you remove this mullet <laughs> Hi, I have a tail at the back of my neck. I'm going to really need you to take care of that. Sally, my hairdresser, thank you. And she's got the buzzer. Oh, that was a that was an experience for everyone to listen to. I'm kind of growing my hair out a little bit right okay. now. And uh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Well, and you got to get over the hump or you give up. Yeah. The weird mullet hump, it's huge. It It's about a month and a half of nightmare. Like you clip it up. With mm -hmm. two bobby pins, and you still look weird. Uh, I remember that. I remember it, le it like it was yesterday. And I moved to Toronto, and I was like, this is it. This is the new me. I'm cutting my hair, baby. Mm -hmm. Bye, long hair, Tamara. And then Nightmare, Nightmare City. It was fun for about 12 minutes. And then the mullet came in. The yeah. rat tail came in. I looked like a cabbage for three months. You know what <laughs> I mean? It was, like, it, was, it was straight. It was a very strange experience. I'll definitely do it again when I go through my first divorce, probably yep. at the age of 32. <laughs> you know what I mean? When I go through my first divorce, mm. uh, we'll talk again on the fifth divorce. <laughs> Different haircut. Different haircut. Because that at the fifth divorce, when I get divorced for the fifth time, I'm getting a mullet. For real. That's just, you gotta. I was picturing that like fifth divorce, you just shave right down the <laughs> middle of the top of your head only. I should give myself a skullet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. There it is. Goodbye, for fifth divorce. Oh, man. I've lost count of my fake divorce. I feel like that like awkward stage of growing your hair out is like a metaphor for everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, like you just gotta kind of suffer through that awkward transitional period yeah. and not give up, and then wait to see what comes out on the other side. Yeah, it's about being uncomfortable. Yeah, it's about allowing yourself to feel uncomfortable because I'm gonna quote my mother, but you're here to learn something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes being uncomfortable is what kind of gets you through it. Yeah. And, and there's a reason why you feel uncomfortable. And to kind of like, if you don't deal with it, it comes back always, literally every single time. If you don't deal with, you know, trauma or mm -hmm. uh, your triggers, it, it definitely comes back for you. Because you, you like the only way that you get past any of that stuff is by treating it with a kind of curiosity when it yeah. comes up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like absolutely. if you just feel the uncomfortableness and you're like, oh, I'm feeling uncomfortable. OK, push that down. Yeah. Push that way, way down where I don't feel it anymore. Yeah. That's not going to actually like get rid of the no. feeling. And it, or yeah, the cause, it'll right? manifest in different ways. So you just got to have that period of time where you're just like letting things come up and yeah. then just sitting in them yeah. and it's so uncomfortable it's i hate it i had I a whole it. summer of that like two years ago i <laughs> made this like resolution to myself of like i'm gonna sort some shit out mm -hmm. over the next few months and i'm just gonna let myself feel my feelings yeah 
And when I feel something that's uncomfortable, I'm just going to like make myself just sit in Ooh. it. And how was it? Um, Really unpleasant. It felt like growing out an awkward haircut. <laughs> you know what it felt like? It felt like um, I recently switched to natural deodorant. Okay. And there's like a month where you just smell terrible while oh. your body's getting used to it and like detoxing from the old deodorant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt like that. It felt mm. like smelling like B.O. and a little bit fruit. Oh, my God. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You've really taken me for a ride, and I appreciate it, for sure. But it does feel so much better on the other end. Oh, for sure. Well, and you gain the tools that you need in order. Because life, I believe, I believe that life is a circle. Mm-hmm. I believe that things happen for a reason a little bit. And I feel like, you know, if we don't allow ourselves to kind of confront these negative feelings, it manifests into something else. And it comes back. Yeah. It comes back. It shows up in our in our coworkers, in our relationships, in our partners, in our uh, family members. It it manifests itself in the bus driver that brought me here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It, it's it's things that no matter what, there is a there is something that we you can gain from it for sure. And and when we don't allow ourselves to feel the uncomfortableness, we can't allow ourselves to have the good, the good part. Yeah, you know. And it's just a it's it's nasty. It's gross. I don't. I don't suggest it, but I also do a lot. Do suggest for it, sure, absolutely, yeah. and that's some some of the reason why I came to Toronto was that I was being so coddled by my family, and my friends in Edmonton. That's where I'm from, Plot Twist. Um, that when I moved here, I was like, I want to be uncomfortable. I want to kind of be worried. I kind of want to be, you know, I want to live so that I can, you know, if I ever were to move back or if I were ever ever to move on to another place, that I have the tools to survive Mm -hmm. you know because I can't survive when my mom is helping me every three seconds or you know I have friends that are you know don't believe I can do certain you know what I mean yeah the the um, ability to like take care of yourself in like not only a physical way but also an emotional way is such a big huge thing oh yeah such a big thing and And it's very hard very hard and that's not to say that you shouldn't still have people around who like help you with that and who you lean on and get support from and and stuff like that but being able to like soothe yourself oh yeah and comfort yourself in the moment is a a learned skill yeah and in order to learn that skill you have to have moments where you need to be comforted or soothed Mm -hmm. so you need to feel the uncomfortable stuff and have that stuff come up and then figure out like asking yourself like what do I need right now? Yeah. And like, what would make me feel better in a way that isn't like distraction and mm-hmm. avoidance? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's real tough. Yeah, it's huge. And it's like, it took me years to even just stand up to myself or, for, well, and, you know, stand up to myself and also stand up for myself. Yes. Because I feel like I'm my biggest bully and I couldn't get out of speaking down to myself or speaking negatively to myself. I couldn't get out of it. And then I, I remember there was one day where I was just like, enough. I've had enough. I don't want to be I don't want to be this anymore. I want to be somebody that can, um, you know, just w- you know, walk around and be a light rather mm-hmm. than tearing myself down at every moment that I get. And it was tricky to have that uncomfortable conversation with myself that, you know, no more, no more. Yeah. And when it comes up and it certainly does because I'm a human being, it's kind of about taking taking it all apart and seeing where it, where it's coming from, what we can do to kind of uh, heal and move past it. And, and is it an insecure thing? Is it a fear thing? Mm-hmm. Is it an anger thing? Is it a sad thing? And kind of labeling it so that I can, um, you know, go, go from there. Yeah. And, and, and 
it's kind of big to have that conversation with yourself because yes, it is. we're usually our biggest critic all the time all every we are all i think like every (laughs) single person like every person listening to this right now is their own biggest critic Mm -hmm. and uh, like i'm still learning and discovering ways that i am incredibly critical or hard on myself that i wasn't even paying attention to before yeah i'm a like i don't know i've been i've been doing a lot of thought about um how how i take internal stuff that i'm saying to myself and um manifested outside of myself or have in the past this is I like a train of thought that I haven't said out loud with words so this might not make a t- whole lot of sense coming out of my mouth right now <laughs> I'm also so tired but I love um, it I'm here for it like uh uh insecurities or things that I had previously thought like oh like when I'm looking at it where does that come from this fear or insecurity and stuff and then I'd put it on another person mm-hmm. I'd be like oh that's probably from like this person who used to say these things to me all the time or stuff like that put it outside of myself I had this big epiphany last night where I was thinking about um I, I think I talked about this on a previous episode maybe like two episodes ago about how I have this insecurity of feeling like I'm annoying everyone every time I talk yeah um which some of that is definitely from like other people Mm -hmm. but no one in my life right now is annoyed every time I talk and it's been some time since I've had anybody around who would be like like rolling their eyes at me because I'm talking too much or things like that it's been quite a while so I I was thinking I was like okay what's keeping that around Mm -hmm. that insecurity and that fear and I had this realization last night. I was like, oh, my God, am I annoyed every time I talk? <laughs> Oof. Right? I've been there for sure. Right? Absolutely, yeah. And I was like, oh, boy, I have not realized that before. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's me. Yeah. I'm annoyed. <laughs> I'm annoyed I'm, by myself I'm, all the time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's huge. Right? That's huge, yeah. Well, it's like, and where, where is that? Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. How do you dissect that? I don't know. And you're like, why am I annoying myself right now? Mm-hmm. And is it because you're not being true to you? Is it because you're not, you know, you're just, you know, talking to fill a void, which hello, I'm the creator of that one. Me too. <laughs> Literally, I will scream into the darkness when I'm like, I can't do silence. Mm-hmm. I just can't do it. I feel that though. That's huge. Yeah. Well, and it's, oh man. And, and. Having people that kind of have have put you there and then being like, oh, but I, it's on me I'm to keeping me. Here, well, yeah, though. and it's on me to get me the hell out because yeah. these people are, you know, they're gone. They've done damage, yeah. but like I'm keeping my the damage and like exactly that's huge. That's powerful, right? That's I'm I'm excited for you. Thank you. That's so big. Much. That yeah, that was a very uncomfortable and big thing to realize. Yeah, because you're like, oh. Yeah. Ooh, is it me? It's like, oh no, it's me. Yeah. I'm the one who's like, you're annoying every time you talk. <laughs> it's me. It's not even like it's not me, like, uh, repeating somebody else's words anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's me <laughs> telling yeah. myself my own words of I'm annoying. Every yeah, time that's that's huge. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, I feel that way too. When I'm, <laughs> I I have a new newer job. I I work in the I work at a breakfast place and uh 
the people that I work with are I'm very I'm a very kooky character. If you've ever talked to me, I'm kind of weird. I'm a strange one. You're and a I, delightful weird I bird. I love it. I love being a kooky character. I love I I feel like I'm a I'm kooky in a light way mm-hmm. rather than kooky in a like a ooh yes, way because agreed. that's I feel like that's e- it's easy to be a ooh rather than mm-hmm. a oh this person is like making me laugh rather mm-hmm. than making me feel weird. But I definitely realized recently I was like, am I? And I was like, and I've known I'm weird my whole life. And like when I was young, people would say I was weird and I'd yeah. be like, that is the worst thing anyone has ever said to me. Mm. <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I'm weird. I'm kooky. But I started this new job and the people that own the restaurant were like, oh, what a strange girl. And I was just like, am I weird? And I was still like, my jokes were still crushing with them, but I was like, oh no, am I weird? And then I just like, it just was like, I was, I was 10 again and somebody in school had called me weird. And I was just like a little girl being like, oh no, I'm weird. Now I have to try to pretend I'm not. And then I was like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That is absolutely, I would, and then it was just like, Kind of being like, yeah, you're weird, but you're so fun and you're so, you know. I relate to that so it's hard. Hu- it's huge. So hard. It's- I think it's just like our our relationship with those kind of labels is different yeah. now than it was when we were 10. Yeah. Right? Whereas like when we were 10 and people were calling us weird, what that meant was, oh, I'm going to have like less connection with people. Yeah. And uh, like less people are going to want to talk to me and be my friend and hang out with me because I'm weird and I'm different. Yeah. Whereas now, like, that's not the case. If anything, you might attract more people for being weird and different. Yeah. Um, and it's something that you can, like, own as a positive thing, like you just said of, like, yeah, I'm weird. I'm, yeah. I'm kooky. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, and that, like, it brings people joy and, <laughs> and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. Because I have a unique energy. Yeah. Um, but there is still that, like, 10-year-old piece inside of yourself. Yeah. Well, and it's funny that my connection with that word, <laughs> as I've grown up, has been... I kind of I think it's amazing to be weird. I mm. like it. It just it just makes more sense for me. But it's when weird is used in like a derogatory term or way, it just reminds me of being ten. Yeah. But it's it's because there's there's healing that has not been done. Exactly. There's self acceptance that has not been done. There's you know allowing myself the space to be a kooky character and allow and allow people who it's none of my business what people think about me. You mm. know what I mean? In the truth of it. Why stress about it? It's none yeah. of my business to make these people like me either. No. That's it's that that's so much work. I got other things going on. Exactly. I have doubles to do. You know what I mean? I got nights. I got restaurants yeah. to close, you know? But I get it. Like, the feeling in adulthood of when somebody, you say something and somebody goes, you're so weird. Yes. It's like, what's your problem? And I'm problem? like, you're, <laughs> you're boring, Stacy. You're very yes. boring. You've never <laughs> talked to a real person before. My favorite is because I, I do stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite is when I'm weird and they're like, oh, she's such a comedian. It's like, no, this is who I am. Yeah. I'm a psychopath on and off stage. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Welcome to the dungeon, baby. This is it. This is Have it. you found like as somebody who's been labeled as being weird since a young age, have you found a kind of freedom in having the label of comedian now? Yeah. That, yeah. Like, <laughs> it gives you like some kind of a pass excuse almost. or a pass yeah. or like when you are just being yourself in yeah. a way that other people are uh, seeing as being unusual yeah, or weird or different. They're just like, yeah, she's a comedian. She's a comedian. Don't don't worry about her. She's a comedian. It's like, oh. I love it. It's so on- free. If you only knew. Yeah, you know what? And it is fun to be like, 
I like when people are like, oh, you're, are you a comedian? Because you, you're so funny. And it's like, haha, got ya. Of course I am. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> of actual course I am. Are you kidding me? You think I'm wasting my best five minutes on you as a table? Yeah. Back to serving. But no, it's, uh, it's really fun. It's, uh, and I'd rather, I'd rather be weird than boring. Me too. Or I'd rather be strange than like, Somebody who's like, you know, that noise. Yeah. The I'd embodiment also rather be me than not me. Oh, that's that's big. That's the name of this episode. Right? I'd rather be me than not me. Right? I love it. No. I'd rather be me than not me. Well, and why try not to? Like, I have I went through a huge, I think I took a break from doing stand-up comedy for about six months because some things happened and I was trying to not write as myself. I was mm-hmm. trying to write jokes from the point of view of like any other w- female comedian. Yeah. And that's, and you know, not to knock anyone, absolutely not mm-hmm. to knock anyone, but I am so, I'm so strange that my material is not that of somebody who, you know, is a, is a 40 year old person doing yeah, comedy. Yeah, and you can't put yourself into somebody else's shoes yeah. and write as them. Yeah. Like, uh, just in life, like, from being labeled as weird yeah. and stuff like that, and, like, you try to be like, oh, okay, how do I avoid that label? I'll just try to be not weird. Yeah. And I, I've tried to be not weird my whole life, yeah. and I have never been successful. No. People always spot me anyway. Like, yeah. no oh, matter yeah. what They'll I was find trying you. to do. They'll find you no for matter, sure. No matter how badly I was trying to blend in, I've never been able to. Yeah. So why keep trying? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah. So better to just be the way that yeah, I true am. To you, true to you. I yeah. find when I, when I fake it, when I try not to, I dissociate so hard. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, now I'm a 52-year-old woman named Tracy. And <laughs> I'm a mom of 12. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just a different person completely. Mm. And it just is not, it doesn't make being alone feel any more nice. No, Does doesn't. that make sense? It doesn't. I go home and I'm quiet in the silence and I'm like, I'm not who I want. I'm not who I am. You know, I'm not being, I'm not acting who I am. It's tricky too. Cause my, the night job that I have is at a restaurant where uh, you have to be a certain level of professional mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not that at all, but I make people laugh. And yeah. that is what is my grace, my saving grace, honestly, because people will let you get away with so much. If you're funny, if you're funny, you can get away with, I, <laughs> really true i literally last night was standing at a table riffing and making them laugh so hard my boss came over and was like hey when you have a second can you wipe that table behind you and i was like yeah yeah yeah. i'm just gonna finish this bit (laughs) and then i finished the bit but it took another seven minutes and he had already wiped the table behind me Mm -hmm. like and and it was just an acceptance of like she's doing like she's got it she's okay last night another coworker of mine spilt wine on a guy on a guy in my section uh-huh. and I went over and I made him laugh so hard he forgot he had red wine on himself <laughs> you know what I mean and that is so it's such a gift it's yes. such a gift I'd rather <laughs> he tipped me 25% yeah. because my coworker spilt wine on him but I made him laugh you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean that's cute it's so and it's there's power in it almost there is yeah and and you know hey I and I bomb I bomb a lot <laughs> I bomb a lot at tables that don't want anything to do with me. That's the worst feeling it in the world. It is horrible. I've I, had that experience too and it's so awkward. It's terrible. It's terrible when you're like, oh no, <laughs> I've started it weird and we'll never get it back. Yep. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. It's huge. Or when you do your or when you do your best, your best server material, which obviously you have. Mm-hmm. You have your best like go-to jokes. Uh and they just don't at- look at you even. They hate it. They hate it. It's the worst. And you're like, "Do you are you mad at me?" And they're like, "Yes, please bring me my steak." And you're like, <laughs> "Oh." No, it's definitely I think that's a big reason as to why I'm still a server though is because if I can make if I can have two good tables in a night of like 20, I'm high. Like I'm literally yeah. physically high. And I feel great. It feels good. It is very it can be f- very fulfilling. Also, I definitely take my days off. Uh-huh. Because I'm exhausted all the time, but it's so nice to be <laughs> to be the server that is just kooky and they're like, "Oh yeah, you get this you get this specific section because we know that you can you're going to get all the weird dates and you're going to get all yeah. the awkward families and you're going to really turn it around, <laughs> Tamara. And I'm like, oh, we'll see, buddy. I love it, though. I love going up to my coworkers and being like, oh, my God, I just bombed. And they're like, I know. We heard you. <laughs> we heard you beg for their laughter. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun for me. That's my favorite part about serving. Begging for laughter. It's my favorite part about a lot of things <laughs> living breathing yeah, it's my know. favorite parts of these Thank things you for laughter. no i love it yeah, yeah, yeah. um so to go back to your assignment yes of a grounding exercise i want to cover a little more ground yeah. on that before we're done here so um the reminder of being in your physical body mm-hmm. uh because we were talking about like all of the crazy conspiracy theories that you can spin yeah. in your head yeah with anxiety <laughs> and how unbelievably far away from anything that is actually happening yeah. you can get when you spin those fantasies in your head. Yeah. Um, just the act of telling yourself what your body is physically doing mm-hmm. is like grounds you in the moment and mm-hmm. reminds you of what is actually reality for a second. Oh yeah. That's something that I've found really helpful about that exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's about, yeah, it's about kind of just realizing that like, this is a moment. This is a moment and it's going to pass. Yeah. And you're good because you're here and you still have the thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I am sitting on a couch and it's like, oh my God, remember the gratitude you have for having the couch and yeah. for being in this moment. And, and yeah, I I really did appreciate the, the exercise because it it's so easy to float away. So easy. And, and I almost like it a little bit more, if I'm honest, yeah. than being like, oh, oh you know being like i am here i am in this moment Mm -hmm. sometimes i don't want to be in the moment sometimes the moment is very bad i know but but also even when like the moment is quote unquote bad yeah it's not because really all that's actually happening is whatever your physical body's doing yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah, yeah, so it's like a way of taking judgment away from a Mm -hmm. moment yeah of like this is neither good nor bad. This is just me sitting in a chair. Yeah. This is neutral. Yeah. It brings things back to a neutral place. Yeah. Of like there, there's no judgment on this experience. Mm-hmm. This is just a person sitting on a chair. Yeah. And that's actually all that's happening right now. Yeah. And all of this other stuff that I'm spinning in my head isn't actually happening. Yeah. All that is truly happening is just a human sitting on a chair. Yeah. And kind of that reminder of like, oh, that's actually a kind of like a boring thing. Yeah. Well, and it's very comforting. It's almost it, you give yourself space to be really honest. Yeah. I am just sitting in a chair. That's all that's happening. That is literally it. That's mm-hmm. it. And then and then this other stuff kind of gets to fade away. Yeah. 
that like anxiety of like well and especially when it's so cr- insane and makes no sense mm-hmm. and or even the you know the sadness is like okay let's just take a moment let's just realize where we are let's appreciate yeah. it let's have a moment of like this is i am sitting in a chair i am speaking into a headphone mm-hmm. i am you know what i mean that kind of and it's not to say that your like emotional experience is never valid or never based in reality mm-hmm. that's not it right like sometimes you might use this grounding exercise because you're having one of those like anxiety spirals in your head where you're spinning all of this stuff like oh my neighbors are talking about me everybody hates me (laughs) i'm the worst nobody (laughs) actually loves me everybody's only pretending to be nice to me all the time you like spin stuff in your head you can use that grounding exercise to bring you back down Mm -hmm. but also if you're just having like an overwhelming emotional experience that maybe is grounded in some kind of reality like something painful happened and i'm experiencing sadness or Mm -hmm. i'm i'm experiencing anger um, it can still be helpful to use this exercise to ground you back in your body so that you can process the emotion better. Yeah. yeah um, instead of getting like carried away by the tide. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Well, and it's so easy to get lost in all of that. It's mm-hmm. it's so important and kind of powerful to kind of isolate what the emotion is or where you're at or and and giving yourself the space to be honest. Yeah. I mean, there have been a lot of times where. I've felt a certain way and I've lied to myself about it. It's like I'm feeling happy, but I'm actually sad or yeah. I'm tired. And, and why, why, you know, why lie about where I'm at when in reality I'm really tired? Mm-hmm. And then I get to, you know, when you kind of acknowledge it, you get to go into the world and give yourself space to feel tired or to feel low. And then you get to let your friends and family know, hey, I'm feeling off today. Just a heads up. That's huge. That's huge. The like not lying to yourself about how you're feeling and not lying to other people about how you're feeling. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I've been really bad for that in the past. Mm-hmm. Of oh, just yeah. like pretending that I'm fine, pretending mm-hmm. that everything is fine when like I am not fine. Yeah. Even if it's in a small way yeah. of just like I'm off today. Yeah. But now I'll just like I'll just tell people like if I go into work and I'm just like not in a good mood yeah. i'll just tell my coworkers like feeling really off today yeah like feeling really grumpy yeah not myself today well and it gives it gives them kind of space to know i guess it gives them kind of like mm-hmm. they can go about they're like oh that's good to know it has nothing to do with me that's a huge thing because all of us are in our head looking at other people's behavior as a reflection of how they feel about us all the time yeah right yeah so like it's one of the four agreements is do not take things personally. I don't yeah. know if you know the four agreements. It I comes don't. up almost every episode of this podcast. Don't take things personally. It, but that's one of them is don't take anything personally. And we take everything that's so personally. my entire life. That I is take all I do. Every single thing personally. <laughs> that, is, that is my favorite pastime. Taking things personally. I love it. So uh, trying to focus on that, like not taking things personally, is yeah. really important and will really change things. But keep in mind, like everyone around you is also taking things personally. Yeah. So sometimes if you're just really off and you know it and you're mm-hmm. just like not feeling good and you might kind of be showing a lot of that in mm-hmm. your behavior with others, sometimes it is nice for the other person as well to just be like, hey, I'm off today. It's me. Yeah. It's me. It's not. It's me. It's me. It's not you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. And and, and it just you are able to kind of take uh, take it back, you know, take the power yeah. From from these negative emotions and, and kind take of, the judgment off of it. Yeah, and the, a little bit the expectation yeah. of like, hey, I'm feeling I'm feeling weird today, and that's I, okay, and that's totally good, and that's yeah. so, and there's space for it. 
and that maybe I'm not like functioning at a hundred percent today, and like that's okay. I'll make do with like the sixty percent. Yeah, exactly. That I have to give today. Yeah, exactly. And oh, oh, sorry, coworker, you're gonna have to help help me, but whatever. Yeah, who cares? Uh, like you, you get really nothing out of pretending that you're at a hundred percent when you're not. Yeah. No. And that, that doesn't make you better at moving through your day. Yeah. Well, and it makes it, it kind of feels inauthentic. Yeah. It doesn't, it's, it, it makes you, I, in my experience, it makes me feel way more empty. And exhausted. And way tired. Because I'm just pretending to be more of the things that I'm not. It takes so much energy to pretend. Yeah. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. So. What, do you, what do you get from pretending? Nothing. Right. A headache. You yeah. get a headache. Yeah. Heartbreak. I just I just start rapping and something. <laughs> no, you're absolutely no, and I'm very grateful for it because it definitely it it brought me back down a few times, and I'm I'm happy I'm happy to feel these uncomfortable things. Mm-hmm. So most all of you know most times sometimes yeah. it sucks, but I still do it. You know? But you just gotta sit in it. You gotta sit in it and uh, just let the feeling happen. Absolutely. And not try to bury it way deep down inside. Because it will, it will, and it always does come back. It It'll come out in other ways that are yeah. so much worse than just the experience of feeling an emotion. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we end by me giving the guest a genuine compliment. Okay. I will be able to take this on. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be weird when you compliment me. <laughs> um. I just, uh, like, okay, we don't know each other very well, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I feel like the amount of, like, adoration and affection that I feel for you is disproportionate to the amount of time that we have spent together. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're one of those people who I just, like, I just adore you. Oh. I just, I think you're wonderful, and, that, like, every time uh, I end up in the same space as you, like, if I'm at Comedy Bar and... And I see you're there. I'm like delighted. I'm like doing a little happy dance inside my head. I'm like, I'm so happy to see you. Oh, my God. And uh, I think you are like just the most delightful weirdo that like I just <laughs> I, I just really love everything about your energy. And uh, you're such a unique flavor of a person. <laughs> Um, but not in a way that's like, oh, that person's an acquired taste, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah. it's not like a weird, <laughs> weird yeah. flavor in that way. It's like, uh, yeah, you're just, you're just a delight. You're so funny. You're just like so naturally funny. And, uh, you just have such a, an infectious personality. And I just like, I was just so excited to get to talk to you for an hour. Thank you honestly. so much. Like, Thank uh, you. Last night, I was I was, I was talking <laughs> talking about what I was gonna do today, and so and I was like, I'm so excited to talk to Tamara. <laughs> so excited to have an excuse to be in a room with you for an hour. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for this compliment. Thank you for this microphone. You're welcome. I really appreciate it, and I really appreciate you for what you do. You're great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, I'm not crying, so don't <laughs> don't panic, Dad. But thank you. Thank you for having me, and thank, thank you, for you for doing it. Oh. Oof. Oh. And uh, listeners, go be nice to yourself, and remember that love is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>